0: Help, I got a Mac, podcast episode number 79. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help, I got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Spiding. And we're here once again with a full show of nothing but Apple goodness, and well, just in case we run out of the Apple goodness, we're going to spread on a little thick technology general chat. How's that sound? Yes. Sounds good to me. Chris, you had the week off last week. Hopefully you got all your ducks in a row and, and things are going well for you there. Uh, I guess finding at least some place to to generate income, it sounds like. That's always good, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: I've actually been pretty busy the past few weeks, so that's good.
0: Excellent. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And uh, anyway, what do we got on on tap here for Apple news? Anything going on in the world of Apple? I know that uh, last week I, I covered a whole lot of stuff about iPhone 3.0. But what about yeah. technology news? What do we got going on there?
1: Sure. It was two years ago today that Apple unleashed the iPhone to the unwashed masses for $500 and $600 throughout the
0: United States. Right, So you've yes. come a
1: long way, baby.
0: Yeah, so basically, I do remember that. We had to pay the full top dollar, except for those of us who waited for a while and, and went and bought it after they reduced the price by, what, 200 bucks.
1: Yeah, I ended up getting a $100 rebate because I got it in August of 2007.
0: So it's two years old, is that correct? That's correct. Two years. Now, can you imagine life prior to the iPhone? Yeah, I had a... Uh, what, did I, what was the
1: phone I had before that? I had a Sony Ericsson W810i. That was actually a great phone, but uh, it wasn't a smartphone.
0: The question I have is, are we are we more productive today as a result?
1: Um, I don't know. Well... Yeah, I mean for me, it's, it's been nice being able to respond to people uh, you know on my way to things and being able to have calendar reminders and stuff, which I really could have had with any phone you know reminders and stuff, but for me, I feel like I'm more productive. I don't know if it's, if it's entertainment/productivity slash productivity is probably a better way to put it than just being pure, productive, equaling dollars. Right.
0: Yeah, I would say I'm definitely more productive uh in, in my pursuits because obviously it allows me to connect with my community a whole lot um more than had I just had SMS messaging. You know, Twitter is not really that much fun if you're relying just on, you know, the mobile SMS access to it. It's these applications that allow you to get in there and do searches and and to really just scroll through and and consume a lot of that information uh, at at you know at will yeah definitely also I love the fact that you know I'm reading books on it uh, which is a huge benefit and Mm -hmm. uh, just overall I'm, I'm really pleased with with the the amount of extra stuff that I can do now to be more productive I found that I had to introduce some some guidelines such as I set my iPhone to never check my email and I only do that manually and, and so I'm the only person, you know, I'm in charge of when that's initiated, which is kind of cool and as far as incoming SMS messages, I've limited that to uh, Twitter only sends me direct messages and stuff when my wife tweets and then uh, the only other SMS messages that really come in are um, Google Calendar uh, notes however i have been or, using- or me telling you that i'm not gonna be on the show exactly or that <laughs> but the but i will tell you that even though i've limited it i found myself very much enjoying push notifications mm-hmm.
1: yeah i like them a lot yeah it, it's great i i have the note i'm actually looking at my phone right now i have the only, the only application i'm really using notifications on right now is im plus which you actually turned me on to, and it's a great application.
0: It really is. And as predicted, I, I'm not sure if I predicted it just before the show or or when it was or if it was on Podcast Answer Man. But anyway, it was my prediction was that IM Plus would be the very first push notification Twitter application. And it works great. I mean, we do get DMs via Twitter, and we also get the at replies via Twitter uh, coming through the through the push notification service, and the app replies are what really, in my opinion, those are what really are important to me because I, use, Twitter is my most commonly used social network. I mean, I'll, yeah, mine,
1: mine too, by far.
0: Yeah, I'll get on to Facebook and and I'll check maybe once a day or once every other day. I'll go to my profile, see who's commented on any any of the status updates, and then I'll respond to those. But, by and far, you know, far and above, I am on Twitter. I love to just browse there, see if anybody said anything and and really have that conversation via Twitter. The only thing is, I really do wish that Twitter had you know the the threaded comments like the Facebook profile.
1: yeah, that would be kind of cool to see because sometimes you need to put context around an at reply,
0: yeah, and I know a lot of a lot of these applications are trying to thread those together. I know Tweety for the Mac does a really good job of trying to, to accommodate that, but still, I, I think it would be nice if Twitter would incorporate that, and it'd be something that I'd be willing to pay for as an option uh, down the road.
1: Oh, speaking of, of Tweety, because you just mentioned it, uh, I said I think a few weeks ago that I switched from Tweety to uh, Twitterific because Tweety didn't update their uh, didn't update the, their software after the whole Twitpocalypse thing, which... Basically, was is that Twitter changed? You know, there was something on the back end that needed to change in order for Twitter to keep continuing, and a lot of applications had to be updated to take advantage of the new of the new back end that Twitter implemented. And Tweety hasn't been updated yet, and I I kind of ra- rose a stink on Twitter about it, and I got a response back from the developer saying that they've been waiting two weeks now for Apple to approve the update for it. So it's not their fault; it's Apple's fault once again, being very slow on updates
0: yeah it's it's kind of ridiculous i i've got an update that's been rejected to my iphone application and and it's just absolutely ludicrous the the gatekeepers that they have over there i mean at this point you know you're advertising over a million download of apps and all this other stuff you you really or was it over a million or is it more than that anyway it's way more than that yeah, a million doesn't sound right. Um, more like a billion, probably. But maybe that's what it was, one billion. Okay, so they're sitting there, they're touting this, but but by golly, they, they need to dedicate some more staff and resources to getting these applications approved. I, it took forever to get these apps with push notifications out. I mean, we waited, what, two days before we had our first IM application, and it was the AOL, and uh, I, I've found it to be kind of buggy. It doesn't work that great. And then, yeah, I got
1: rid of I got rid of AOL.
0: Yeah, and then of course uh, Beehive or Beehive came out next. And you know,
1: what, I'm I'm hearing people having problems with that too.
0: Is that right? That's buggy. Yeah i i bought I bought the I M um, Plus, thinking that you know this is going to have Twitter, so this is the one that I want. So that's the one I paid for. So I'm kind of glad that I didn't get the Beehive. I I haven't, of course, been paying any attention to whether or not what people are saying about that one. But I will say this, the IM Plus application is a little buggy as well as far mm-hmm. as um, the once the memory on your phone gets a little filled, uh, it'll start crashing on you a lot. And if anybody's experiencing that, all you have to do is reset your phone by holding the the home button and the power button at the same time and just keep holding those down until you see the white Apple logo. It'll, re- it'll completely reset your phone. You won't lose any data or anything like that. It just basically bo- reboots it and yeah. uh, clears out the memory, and then IM Plus is working great again.
1: I've had some friends really kind of say that they, they they're not a real big fan of the of the push notification because they they see me logged into you know all these all these services twenty four hours a day, and they don't know if I'm truly online or not.
0: Well, I guess that's a personal preference thing. I mean, the I, I would say that you know if 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 you're gonna leave yourself logged in using IM Plus, which by the way you can go offline, uh, mm-hmm. just open it up and go offline. But but in my opinion, is that if I say that I'm online, go ahead and send me a message.
1: Yeah, and that's the that's kind of the way I feel too. That's why I told him I said you know send me something and I'll probably check it in five minutes. Yeah, especially if I if, especially if I hear it. And I and you know, I, if I. And if I don't, I will, I will still respond back.:
0: Yeah, and I can see where people would be upset because that maybe they're losing the, the whole point of instant in the instant messaging. You yeah, know, it, it's the whole idea that, you know, hey, if I see you online, the chance but, but really that argument, I really don't think it holds up, because it's very easy for me to open up an application and say, "Listen, I don't want you to ever say I'm away." And so I go in and set that to always show online. But you know, if I walk away for you know 35 minutes or an hour and a half and I leave to go for, for lunch, you know, I'm still showing them that I'm online.
1: Yeah. Now so, my only my, my only other beef with the program, and this is this is just a limitation of, of AOL, is that I use AOL on my desktop, and if I log in on my desktop or or in here, it says, you know, uh, your your screen name is signed in from another location. The screen name is currently signed into blah, 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 blah um and which is fine i can ignore that message or hit one to sign off the other system but if i ignore it any message that someone sends me or i or i send comes up as a push notification on my phone and that gets really really annoying
0: Hmm. I, i i i have noticed that with skype and to be honest with you i just kind of just ignore it yeah but but yeah i could see where that could be frustrating as well uh, but yeah, the only thing I would think of is you know if it's really bothering you, just hit that one to disconnect the other service, and you can go and reconnect when you when you log back in.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know. Yeah. So so this I mean this is obviously going to be introducing some some new you know how do I manage my digital life kind of questions and and what is instant messaging now here's here's the thing for me I have probably I don't know 80 or 90 different people that are in my contact list if you split it up between yahoo google talk mm-hmm. um aol and msn so I've got all these yeah, services I've got all these people but I'll be honest with you I up until I got I, I am plus I have not been logged in to instant messaging in over a year
1: oh yeah I know I saw you on there all of a sudden, it's just start popping up recently, and I was I was so surprised. <laughs> exactly.
0: So I, I mean, and, and everybody who's ever had me on IM, they they see me. And what's really cool is is occasionally I'll just get a little instant message, and it'll pop up, and I get a push notification. And you know, if I'm if I'm able to right then and there, I'll open up the IM application, or I'll just if I'm in front of my computer, I'll just go to Mebo real quick and pull it up and and have the conversation that way. And uh, it, it's kind of neat to connect with those people. And, and uh, I've, I was concerned that as soon as I would go online, I would just be flooded with you know, IMs all day long. And it's really not been that way at all.
1: Yeah, I, it was really hard for me to pull the trigger on this IM Plus app because I was waiting for Mebo's app to come out for the iPhone. And I, I just couldn't wait any longer because Mebo is coming out with a native iPhone application as well. and I think it's gonna be, that's probably going to be the killer one.
0: I, yeah, I, the only thing that, that uh, like I said, I, I'm not really like married to the whole idea of using IM Plus, but the fact that it's got Twitter integrated in it is very nice. But as soon as soon as we get a good Twitter application, I think it that's that's really going to open up things. And then of course, it doesn't matter what IM application I have, other than the fact that I've already paid you know ten bucks for IM Plus.
1: Yeah, it, I went on a kind of a little buying spree this weekend. If we can talk real quick about this. Um, and bought a couple things that i everything I bought was a i would put a gold star on first one was i m plus which is the i m program. The next one I got was uh they're all the rest of them are all games because you know how i am um the, the The next one I got was called blimp it, it was ninety nine cents wonderful wonderful game uh The one after that is called stone Loops. If you like zuma and stuff like that it 's the best version of that i 've ever played in my life. Uh, the next one was called Knights, and it's kind of like it's kind of like a tower defense game, but it's a little weird. And I think that was it. No, I got Heroes of Sparta, and that's a really really good game. So if you like God of War on the PlayStation, Heroes of Sparta is pretty good. And they were at least this weekend; they were all ninety nine cents. And it was pretty awesome.
0: That's cool. Are any of those like? I'm I'm not sure about the other game that you mentioned, but are are there any kind of like role playing games? Like you know, have you ever played Age of Empires before?
1: yeah uh there is a game that is a lot like not really a role-playing game and it's not like you know you build your cities up and stuff which which would be sweet and i'm sure they're gonna come out with that uh there is a game though if you played advanced wars on the nintendo ds and game boy advance which i loved that game there's a game that's kind of like called uni war where you uh you know you have like your set uh guys and you can you can generate new uh Vehicles and, and units and stuff to fight these other guys on this on this like grid map, and it's it's a really fun game. Uh, it, they made a couple updates recently because uh, it was so hard. They kind of toned down the difficulty a little bit. They kind of made it more balanced. And uh, yeah, it, it's a pretty fun game. What's cool about it is you can do multiplayer over the internet with it too. So
0: that and that was That's the next cool. thing that I wanted to bring up is uh, I want to talk about games. You know, of course, I don't know of any really right now. But I want to know of games that we can play real time over a 3G or Edge network. Um, Remember when we first got our iPhones? We got the Texas Hold'em game. And if you're on the same network, you can play with somebody. Well, that's really Mm -hmm. cool. That's really cool. But I want a game like Texas Hold'em that I can actually take and, and play here at my house. And or yeah. let, let's just or say let's just say I'm I'm at at a at a restaurant and I'm just hanging out doing nothing. And my friend is across town or across the country. He's got the application and I want to be able to play Texas holding with him over the 3G network that which I can't imagine that's too difficult.
1: No, it's not Uh uni where I think you can play over that like you and I could play against each other at our respective houses or wherever we are over the network. Uh, the the great people at NG Mocha who make uh, games like Dr. Uh, awesome and uh, Rolando, you know, that every game they're making is, is like, super awesome. Uh, they've got a new uh, first-person shooter that's coming out that works over uh, 3G and Edge and Wi-Fi, and apparently it's really, really good, and it's going to be out later this summer. So we're going to start seeing those games. We're also going to see a lot of peer-to-peer games where you and I could just be wherever, let's say at a, you know, at the park or something where there's no Wi-Fi, there's no internet, you and I could create an ad hoc Bluetooth connection. Uh, it'll create our own little Bluetooth network, and then we could play against each other. And this is kind of how the Nintendo DS and other handheld systems, they, they create these ad hoc networks, and it's really, really great.
0: Yeah, I, I think that'll be cool, but I really want the ones, you know, like something simple like Battleship. I don't know if there's one out there like this, but I'd love to be able to play Battleship you know, and just hang out with the kids or something like that, and, and just play back and forth over the iPhone.
1: Oh yeah, well yeah, and I, I think we're just you know this is just the beginning for for multiplayer on on the iPhone. I think three Gs really got a lot of new advanced features. You know, one of them is uh, IP chat, like in that in that first person game, you and I could be talking to each other, and we'll probably see games like Uno where you know you and I could be playing Uno over the network talking to each other through the iPhone and that's going to be pretty sweet.
0: That is going to be sweet. Be, let's go back one second and talk about IM Plus real quick. And I wanna I want to mention another thing. Uh, you know, MMS is still not available to folks out there. However, um, one of the other things that I do like about IM Plus is that I am able to send pictures Using IM Plus, and not only that, but I'm able, uh, for example, if I'm out for a walk and I get a push notification from somebody on instant messaging, well, instead of having mm-hmm. to stop walking so that I can type, you know, not bounce around and, and type, I can actually open it up, hit reply and bury the keyboard and click the little up arrow on the left hand side and I can say record an audio message. And then I just hit, it'll start recording and I hit stop when I'm done and I can record one minute, 30 seconds, 15 seconds, whatever it is. And I just, I just talk back my response to the instant message and then hit send and it slowly uploads it via the 3G 3G network and it provides them a hyperlink to the audio file. And that, that works if they're on instant messaging on their computer, on their desktop or on their own iPhone with IM plus or whatever. And that is really cool. I like that as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's This iPhone continues to surprise me every day with how it's changing the way we interact with people.
0: Indeed. All right, <laughs> so, so the next... Happy birthday, n- iPhone.
1: Yay! Uh, the next story, Steve's back at Apple. According to Apple, quote, Steve Jobs is back to work. He's back at Apple a few days a week and working from home the other days. Apple spokesman Steve Dowling said, we're glad to have him back. So... Yay. Well, you know, this is after the after the news that he got uh his liver replaced, so good. I'm glad he's back. Let's now let's uh let's make let's make the uh, app store awesome again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and and do something there. Come then. out with that tablet. <laughs> you know, I I wonder you know Apple has been doing a lot of wowing of people and, and you know the tablet is the one thing that everybody's looking toward. And stuff like that. I'm just wondering. I hope that if they come out with it, it's it is just this awesome wowing device. But
1: yeah, you know what? Though to, to me, uh, you know how we were talking about getting a netbook, and, and for your situation, the netbook was awesome to get for your office. the The more cool apps that come out for the iPhone, the less relevant a MacBook for me is becoming. Yeah, you know, and I, I I'm getting really really fast typing on the IM uh, client. On the Mac, so the keyboard it doesn't really bother me anymore, to be quite honest with you. I'll so you, I, I don't, for me, I, I wouldn't buy a Netbook. Well, here's if, if they came out with one.
0: Yeah, of course they say that, but when I see
1: it, if it does come out, my, I'll be drooling.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, but here's the thing I've got this little wireless Bluetooth keyboard. I want the functionality to pair up my little wireless keyboard. With the iPhone, and by golly, I could really, I could go places and and wouldn't need a computer at all. Yeah, you know, I'd like to be able to put that in landscape mode and have my Bluetooth keyboard and just type away. All right, so what's the next story on here? Apple supporting well,
1: what? Last, yeah, last story that has a little iPhone taste in it. Uh, Apple supporting the European hand chargers. Apple, Nokia, and Rim have agreed to support the European Union backed. Initiative to standardize uh, the the way these p- devices plug in across the European Union, and um, the format's going to be micro USB. And what that means is that uh, if you have a charger, let's say you have a, a Nokia charger, and you decide not to get a Nokia anymore, you get a BlackBerry or you get an Apple iPhone next version. That adapter for that Nokia that you buy is going to work on any other phone that you ever buy.
0: And to me, I think that's pretty sweet. It makes sense, it, especially if you think about the green movement and stuff like that, saving the environment. Why th- keep having to toss out all this stuff?
1: Oh, yeah, and, and it would make it real easy for, you know, you're at the airport or whatever you can, the, to make, like, little refueling stations, and they only have to worry about supporting one plug. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good idea. Um, I would probably expect to see it trickle down to the United States. Not sure what they're going to do with the 30-pin dock connector. Um. Because, you know, that's kind of how Apple plugs in everything. You know, maybe they'll put another port on the side or something. Who knows? You, you know how Apple is with ports. Yeah. They don't like, they don't like them. <laughs> no
0: doubt. All right. So let's move on to some questions. Actually, wait. Before we move on to some questions, let's go ahead and bring in our guest for this week. Uh, we have a, an, another mem- member of the gspn.tv community who uh, has developed an iPhone application game. And uh, we want to bring on Keith into the line here. And let's see if I can get him. Keith, are you online with us? I am. Hey, Keith, uh, welcome to the Help I Got a Mac show. And uh, tell us a little bit about your iPhone game.
2: Oh, hold on a second. I'm hearing feedback from being in the chat room. Let me close that off.
0: (laughs) All righty, no problem. So while he does that. There we go. Okay, go ahead.
2: All right, what was the question? Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to
0: have you explain a little bit about what your game is and, and how you got started into this.
2: Oh, okay. Um, my first game is called Track 4, T R A K 4. It's a puzzle matching game. You get to see a small 4x4 four four grid of puzzle pieces at the start of the game, and then you have to try and match that on a uh, the user play field. Um, after those first couple of seconds, the play field, uh, you know, the target play field, is covered by. Uh, a black curtain so that you can't see it, and you're trying to do it from memory. Uh, you get stuck. You get to p- press a hint button, and if you keep, make the puzzle right, you keep playing until you lose. So it went up on this sale is, last week.
1: This game is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I've been able to, I've, I've been playing with it uh, for the past few days, and I am terrible at this game. It, it, hopefully, my hopefully my brain will get better at, with, with more with more playing.
0: Now I've I found it to be quite unfortunately quite easy, uh, and found myself. Maybe I'm dumb. Well, here, <laughs> oh. here, here's here's what I've noticed is that it always seems to make what I would consider to be some kind of symmetrical or or some kind of pattern of sorts. It, it doesn't seem to be just random tiles. It, it, it I always look at it as where are the diamonds or where are the zigzags in the pattern
2: that's exactly the way to look at it and um how, how many levels are there in the first release there's 59
0: oh so wow. i I, sh- I could play all the way through because i i kind of just get to the point where it's like okay i beat you know i've, I've got five thousand points i'm like eh i'm done <laughs> so i have to it, it was is like okay i'm just i just need to choose wrong or else it wasn't it's not gonna let me keep my score but uh it's definitely it's definitely interesting. Have you thought about putting in some things that, that make it more difficult or give you less time?
2: Well, uh, we've got two things coming up. Is one, uh, in the 1.1 feature, there'll be a pause button. So if you just hit the home key, it'll take you out and you'll be able to come back to it later. Okay, um, that would that be cool. I, that'll probably go out for approval maybe by the weekend if I can get enough time with it. But um, one of the other things that you're going to see in 1.1 is a time attack mode where it's going to give you that 90 seconds to start with, and that's all the s- time you get. You'll maybe get a couple of seconds bonus point or bonus time after you complete one, but it'll be a race to see how many puzzles you can complete.
0: Oh, that'll and be that's
2: fun. Time. Oh, wow, that's yeah. Well, it's that's not. not that's,
1: nah, nah. go ahead, Cliff. No, go ahead, Chris. I was just going to ask you how how long did it take you to develop uh, the game itself
2: um that's kind of a hard question to answer um on the iphone it took me about maybe about two months um i bought a mac back in february and started playing around with the sdk uh then and then i was trying to figure out what my first app would be and i had track four laying around um back in 97 um somebody i was working with we were both trying to learn windows programming so we sort of came up with this game you know as track four and we were both trying to do it on windows i was doing uh if anybody remembers that far back there was something called WinG, uh which was the precursor to DirectX. so i was doing it in that yeah. and my office mate was doing it and borland had a product to compete with visual c called uh visual delphi uh he did it in that i did it in visual c plus plus with WinG, and it's just been sort of sitting around since then and i was like well i've got the artwork for it and i've got most of the code this would be a perfect learning tool yeah definitely so it, it what, was it difficult to program for? Is the SDK good? See, I,
1: I, I'm one of those people that my my programming stopped at Pascal and Basic, <laughs> and you know, I got this interest to, to to create an iPhone app, but I don't even know where to begin because I, I can't even think like a programmer. So I don't know if it was the SDK difficult to use
2: or did you find it very easy? Or well, I've been a programmer since '94 uh, professionally, um, so. Uh, I've never done anything in Objective-C before, which is what you use on the SDK in the iPhone. Um, but if you know C programming at all, then Objective-C isn't that much more difficult. Um, cool. th- plus, there's a lot of there are tons and tons and tons of examples. And let me get the title of this correct. There is a book by Dave Mark and Jeff Lamarsh called Beginning iPhone Development. It is probably the best programming book I have ever read. Their examples are perfect. Their writing style is just really easy to read. I mean, it's really geeky to say, you know, I couldn't put a programming book down, but this one, I mean, I just flew through it. If you and what's it called again? It's called Beginning iPhone Development by Dave Mark and Jeff Lamarche. It's from this company called A Press. Nice. Uh, and both of them have a really nice forum and they are very active in it and they post lots of stuff.
1: So you'd have to get that right.
2: my
0: first Hello World app.
2: Uh, they cover that
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if some, sorry Cliff go ahead so if somebody like myself let's just say wanted to d- have their own idea for a basic application like the gspn.tv application would I be able to read a book like that you think um, and, and and develop that application
2: uh, if you have any well Cliff from listening to it, you're a fairly technically minded guy so I, I think definitely you could handle it um, it doesn't I'm not a web programmer, so I don't know how I would handle the RSS feeds and all the other stuff for your little application that you did. But right. in terms of of picking programming up, it wouldn't be too bad. And the the SDK is free. I mean, so you could pick it up, and I mean, with a simple investment in the book, it's maybe twenty five bucks or so. You could probably just figure it out if you had some free time. But
0: yeah. I I would definitely pursue that if it weren't for Apple's policies on on re, you know approving and releasing these things. The has, was that a concern for you at all? I mean I, I mean maybe a game is a little bit less on the edge and and doesn't have that problem, but but was it a concern for you at all when you heard about all these applications not getting approved?
2: No, not necessarily. Um I I guess you know the the main reason I started this was was that you know I've been sort of in a middle management job for the last couple of years and I wanted to get back to uh programming a little bit and uh, I wanted a, something that if I were one on an interview somebody said well can you still program I could slap down an iPhone or an iPod touch and say here <laughs> see and uh I didn't need Apple's approval for that and you know Now that I've got something done and out there, I mean, the approval process didn't take long. I didn't run into any problems. Um, There are a lot of horror stories out there, and they sort of act as a roadmap. You can figure out what to do and what not to do. And, yeah, there are some times when, you know, they've rejected some things, and it seems kind of out of hand. But I wonder if we're getting the whole story from some of these people that, you know, we're hearing their side of it, but we're not hearing Apple's side as to why they rejected it.
0: Yeah, well, it, it, Apple's side, is, for for mine and all the other podcaster stuff, is that they don't want anything that competes with iTunes.
2: Sure, and uh, yeah, that seems kind of idiotic on some level, but, you know, and then again, part of it is, it's their dime, it's their dance floor,
0: so. Yeah, <laughs> well, that, brother, un- we unfortunately don't. for me, so.
2: Well, yeah,
1: yeah well, the, the thing is, if you're charging for an app, uh, you know, th- you're you're actually getting a much better deal than you try to if you try to sell it, you know, in a box at a store.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, Microsoft has the uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of the XNA program where you can download a free SDK and you can actually develop games for your Xbox. Um, and I actually <laughs> started out doing a little bit of that, but the, the problem is there's really no marketplace for it right now. The, I mean, there was a very highly anticipated game. I don't remember the name of it, but. I mean, the guy made less than $5,000, and it was probably the number one promoted application that was coming out on XNA, and I want to say Microsoft takes north of 50% for their cut, and what, Apple's taking wow. 30 so...
0: Yeah, I, and I, you never
2: know. You, you may
1: have a chance to have your application on, on, a, on an Apple commercial, you know? You just never right. know.
2: There's an app right. for that. <laughs> that would be the dream.
0: So, so what else are you, are you currently in development on any other things, or, or is track four been like a main focus for you when it comes to developing on the iPhone?
2: Right now, that's been the main development. There's going to be a light version that is in the review process based on what I'm hearing. It should come out of review probably Tuesday or Wednesday, because um, new apps are hitting about an eight-day delay. Um, Do they give you a rough idea of what...
1: Do, do they give you no. like a rough idea of the email when it's coming out, or:
2: No, Well, they will give you an email that when they approve it and then it's in the store the day they approve it, or if you have the date set in the future, it'll come out on the day that you pick. so, oh, like so for, if you
1: set it out like so if you set off like three weeks in the future, then you're, you're pretty well certain it's going to come out then.
2: And that's what I did with track four. I picked June 25th as a release date and said, okay, I'll, and then they came back with the approval date on like June 16th. And I just held on to it doing, you know, hitting all the different forums and, and websites and trying to get reviews lined up online. I actually, it turned out that was sort of a bad idea to do because the way the new release date shows up in iTunes, they either use the day you picked or the release date uh, or the approval date, whichever is the smallest. So they approved it on the 16th. I wanted it released on the 25th. If you look in iTunes, it shows it's being released on the 16th
0: so you don't get oh. that new you know newly yeah I, they did the same thing to me they They actually approved it on a certain day, but they actually put it in the app Store as being approved way back when I first submitted it.
2: Well, and that's what the, the horror stories have been is that, you know, when you pick your day, you're supposed to pick some way day off day in the future because, yeah, if you say, I submit the app today and I want the release day of tomorrow and they take a week to approve it, when they approve it, it'll show up immediately in the store and show, you know, tomorrow's day is the, the release day and you're you're kind of screwed up. I thought I'd be covered if I picked a date way out in the future and then took that interim time to sort of build up buzz and, you know, reviews and whatnot. but. I guess I didn't read the fine print well enough, and the iTunes Connect people let me know that I I hadn't read all the documents correctly.
0: <laughs> it's it's kind of frustrating Sheets. that that it make they make it that difficult, and and you know, is it, let me ask you: Are is there a forum that you're a, a part of with other iPhone developers where you guys are communicating and sharing uh, about all the cryptic things that Apple kind of uh, slowly? informs people of as they do trial and error with trying to get apps p- approved?
2: Um, there are a couple of forums out there. There's one called iPhoneDev.com uh, and there's also a lot of, uh, uh, there's a site called MobileOrchard.com where a lot of developers hang out. But a lot of it's been Twitter. Um, I've gotten to sort of know a bunch of other developers uh, out there via Twitter and we sort of just, you know, Twitter back and forth to each other about things we're learning, about how long their apps have been in approval, how long my apps have been in approval, et cetera. And we just sort of compare notes and, and figure it out.
0: Excellent. Now, how much is... The, well, first of all, let me ask you real quick. The iPhone uh, or the Track 4 Lite application that's going to come out in a couple days, um, What are what are the limitations going to be there?
2: Um... The light version will allow you to play the same five puzzles. It'll put the f- same five puzzles in a random order each time you play, but it'll let you solve uh, five puzzles, and then it, once you solve the fifth one, it you know throws you up to a screen that says, hey, go buy the full version if you like it, and then kicks you back out to the menu. And you can go back in, but it's just going to be the same five puzzles again.
0: Gotcha, okay. Well, I, and how much is the full application? 99 cents. So it's and not going to break the,
2: around the world. No, not going
0: to break the bank. All right. So, folks, if you're out there listening and you're a member of the gspn.tv community or or you're a brand new Help I Got a Mac listener, which, by the way, all you have to do is is just – actually, if you go to gspn.tv slash about, you'll learn about what the 10 different ways you can become a part of this community which is basically just interacting with us uh, in, in short form. But we encourage you to help support somebody else that's in this community and go and uh, spend your 99 cents uh, over at the App Store. And uh, is, do you have like a short URL or anything like that for the application?
2: Um, actually, the shortest one is just iTunes.com slash app slash track four.
0: So it's A-P-P-S slash T-R-A-K and the number four.
2: That's correct.
0: Excellent. Hey,
1: I have one more I have one yeah, more question. Sure. Um have you looked at any of the uh, uh the middleware that's out, like from garage games like uh Torque and, and U- Unity three D and um things like that, or, or have you looked in any of that to, for development ease or
2: I looked at Torque when I was doing some stuff on the PC. Uh, I haven't looked at it on the iPhone yet. I have looked at something. There's one out there called Cocos two D. Uh, which is a middleware app, but yeah, to be honest, um, I've never worked with a quote-unquote engine before. Um, I've always done okay. embedded system stuff for like the arcade, and what I did was I just took one of their sample applications, learned a little bit of OpenGL enough to be dangerous, and then you know ran off in my own direction. Um, so what? what I, what I, I games like games. You, 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 you said metal. You
1: said arcade. What, what games have you uh, worked on in arcade?
2: Um I've worked on a lot of stuff for the uh like the the kitty type stuff that spits out tickets. Um there's oh, a bowling okay. game. There's a bowling game called Pro Striker where you actually have pins up on a string uh, and you actually have a physical ball. There's like a 9 foot lane and you'll actually do real bowling. Um there is we did a video game called Galaxy of Games which was just sort of like, you know, those uh bar touchscreen games. Uh, oh yeah. Well, we did a cocktail table one, you know, like the old Miss Pac-Man type cocktail tables with yeah. a trackball and a mouse. We did a bunch of those. Um, That's cool, and uh, just more ticket spitting games. Yeah, so wonderful.
0: Well, hey Keith, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Have you heard of theappshow.com?
2: I heard about it when you were on it the other day, so I'm going to be talking to them.
0: Yeah, definitely get in touch with them. I think that that would be a great place to get you some additional exposure and just tell them Cliff over at GSPN sent you, and I know that they'd love to have you on on their show live, which is a lot of fun. Will do. All right, well, Keith, thank you very much, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you much, guys. All right, bye-bye. Bye. All right. Well, that was awesome. Thank you so much for for coming on. I love having um, the ability to bring in other people who want to share what's going on, especially when it relates to a podcast such as the Mac, Help I Got a Mac Show. And uh, again, folks, I really want to encourage you to go and purchase that application. I I love it. Anytime we can do something like this to help support another member of our community. And uh, that's what this is all about. So, Chris, we have some questions here, and uh, we want to start off with uh, Chris K. And uh, he, yeah. he actually wrote, he says, I purchased several iPhone 3G protector screens and have yet to found any real luck successfully putting one on. Uh, would the employees at Apple Store be willing to install a protector screen for me if I were to purchase it there? The excessive amount of fingerprints on my screen is starting to drive me nuts.
1: Okay, uh, two things. One, if the store's dead, they, they they may you know if you take it back to the Genius Bar, they you know when when you get your phone swapped out, a lot of the times they'll put it back on, you know they'll put a, a screen protector back on for you. So it it doesn't hurt to ask. The worst thing they can say is no. Uh, now, as far as what screen protector to get, I have a recommendation. Uh, there's something called the Crystal Film Set that you can get at the Apple Store, and what's cool about it is that. The the trick to these things is to get it, you know, get the front of that as clean as you can. You know, no fingerprints, no oil. Hold it on the sides or or sit it flat on a on a desk, you know, and use a towel to hold the phone and wipe it off. The next thing you want to do is with the crystal film set. It comes with a sticker that you actually place over the screen and peel off, and that'll pull off any of the dust and dirt that happens to be in the air that's landing on the screen. And then the trick is is to hold the crystal film set with your two fingers on either side so and kind of bend it so it's bent long ways drop it on the middle and then slowly unbend it letting it attach to the phone or uh, yeah uh, letting it attach to the phone screen then just kind of drop it and then smooth out the air bubbles that should work that's how i got mine on there
0: uh, Chris K has another question in the forum. He says, "Is there any way to rip DVDs from my collection onto my computer in a format that can, that I can be that can be put on my iPhone? When I go on vacation, I'd like to be able to put a few episodes of The Office or Monty Python's Flying Cir- Circus on my iPhone to take with me. Does anyone know if this is possible? From what I understand, there are a lot of options out there. The one that's most popular, I, I would say, is probably Handbrake."
1: Yeah, you have to make sure you you download a copy of uh, VLC also. Okay. Uh, with the latest release of Handbrake, they took out some of the decryption stuff, but it uses the decryption stuff from VLC. So download both VLC, which is a video player. It's a really good video player. Uh, download that and download Handbrake. Just do a Google search for both of these, install both, and you'll be good to go. There you go, and, it, it, and Handbrake even tells you: Do you want to do it for iPhone or Apple TV or what have you? And it'll optimize the you know the the screen and the compression and everything for you. Very cool.
0: John Schaefer writes in and he says, "Hello, I have a question about passing an iPhone on to a relative. Uh, if I give my phone to my sister and she adds the data plan to her account, will she have to sign on to a new two-year contract with AT and T?" Uh, I don't think that they would, uh, would be, let's see. I don't think that they would, but wanted to know ahead of time. I know that since I wiped the phone, it has to be connected to iTunes again before it can be used. Thanks in advance for the information. I don't think you'll have to uh, sign up for a new Apple, uh, new AT&T contract. You'll have to sign up for probably one of the AT&T plans though.
1: Yeah. What I would probably plans depends on where you are, but I would hack it and put T-Mobile on it.
0: <laughs> well, it sounds to uh, me like she already has AT and T.
1: Uh, okay, yeah. If she
0: has AT and
1: T, then then your best bet's just to call up AT and T and see what they say, or take it to an AT and T store. Um, but that, yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, it's it, it's always confusing, and and you know they they'll, they'll probably try to make her sign a two year. But the thing is, if she signs a two year, she might as well just get the the three G. So
0: yeah, I I can't imagine at all that there'd be any reason whatsoever for them to to make her sign that a two year contract. It just doesn't Yeah, I don't, don't don't make her sign it. I I I don't see there's any way that they can do that.
1: Tommy in our chat room is saying she will in order to get the data plan she'll have to sign a contract. Oh. So if, if 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 they can go to the store and you know report back to us if if John can, you know, find out for us and let us know definitely, that would be great.
0: Stephen Cross writes in he says hey i was at AT&T today uh talking with a representative he told me that the 3G uh he told me that the 3G for $99 is while supplies last uh when they when they are gone apple will no longer be selling it
1: No i don't think that's that's true at
0: all Yeah i don't know I don't know i i it, it makes perfect sense to me i think that they I don't think it's been advertised, but I mean, I can't imagine why they would continue to manufacture the old the the 3G
1: because it's ninety nine dollars. That's why. Yeah, I, I guess I, I I guarantee you they're not going to stop making this at least not for another year because right now they've they've thrown the glove down to every other smartphone manufacturer and said for ninety nine dollars you compare any other. Uh, cell phone providers $99 smartphone or just phone in general and they're all junk compared to the iPhone 3G.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. I. It, well, yeah. Okay. I could see them continuing to do that. I wonder why the AT&T rep would tell him that though.
1: See, AT&T rep wants him to buy the better one. I don't know.
0: Because because
1: you go to a store and people don't know what they're talking about and they just make things up.
0: Huh. I don't know it
1: happens all the time it happens all the time
0: yeah, we're starting to uh, crackle get a crackled connection there from you'm oh, sorry, no problem. all right, so uh, anyway, let's see. did we have any kind of feedback that has come in? I think we may in the help I got a Mac section here, let me take a look um, yeah, we've got a uh, voicemail from Dane. Let's go ahead and play this real quick. Dane, go ahead. Hey, Cliff. This is Dane calling from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. What's up with that? Uh, calling for help. I got a Mac podcast. Uh, you were asking how you can make
1: an MP3 file into an audio book. And what you have to do, and you have to, it's easiest to do this on a Mac, is you uh, select the file in iTunes. You convert it to an AAC file
3: format. Once it's converted... You go to Get Info, and then you can change it to an audiobook and then it will automatically put it into your audiobook
1: file. Then you can play it at double speed. I've been doing that with Podcast up until the recent change with the iPhone 3.0 software update, and I'm glad I don't have to do that anymore because it is a little bit of effort. So thank you for the great work, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care
0: excellent well I'm glad to hear that last week I did ask if there was a way to do that uh, so I could double speed these mp3s and so I will definitely look into transferring some of that to AAC and uh, and then changing the, the 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 tag on that to audiobook have you ever done that before Chris Uh, what change
1: the tag to audiobook no I haven't
0: yeah I, I'm going to give that a shot because I would love to hear some of these audiobooks that I have in mp3 format and, and double speed mm-hmm righty. anything else? Uh, what about any general technology news? I don't have anything else Apple related.
1: Uh, I'm looking here. I I, I don't have any general technology. I don't think. I don't Yeah, I, mean, I I've been playing 1 versus 100 on my Xbox 360 and it's been awesome.
0: 1 versus 100?
1: Yeah, it's a game show. Uh, the uh, Xbox Live has something called uh, Xbox Prime Time. And what it is is in the evening, you can play a game called One Versus 100, which is a game show. And especially during the weekends, they have a a real-life live announcer that's talking about the people who are playing and talks with people and all this stuff, and it's really, really awesome. So I've been playing a lot of One Versus
0: 100. That sounds interesting, actually.
1: Yeah, if you go to xbox.com slash One Versus 100, you can read all about it. It's very, very cool. Oh, and Tommy wants to know if we can slip his question in. He said he can call in if, if if you want to take it.
0: Yeah, Phil, if he will, is he going to call in by phone or is he going to come in on Skype? Um, I'm assuming by phone. Yeah, the phone the phone number is there. Just dial in real quick and uh, we've got plenty of time. We've still got another, another nine minutes here. Okay, if you can do either, then come on in via Skype. Uh, just send me a text message and we'll pull you in. And uh, in the meantime, I would like to ask you a question. Do you remember during the keynote for Apple, uh, they were talking about a specific e-reader application? Do you remember who that was?
1: Oh, I don't remember. No, I'll have to. You'd have to go back and watch that, rewatch that. Yeah, it's not short covers, is it? I don't think so. That doesn't sound familiar. No,
0: I thought that that you know, with as much information as they had. uh, you know, shared with that during that that whole session that, you know, that it would be somewhere within the top apps, but amp- yep. in the books category. But uh I'm just not seeing it. Alright, well we're gonna see if uh Tommy comes online here in just a second. Actually he's dialing in, so that's cool. And uh we've got John. So John, why don't you go ahead with your question?
4: Alright guys, well I know that y'all are smartphone guys and um I have a kind of real kind of just a, a little debate that's been going on in my mind. I have a uh a sprint palm centro and i'm on i'm on sprint right now which you know i really never understood but sprint you know how you know how crappy sprint was basically it's (laughs) you know until i actually got on sprint and anyway my contract is up in november and i'm debating whether to you know drop sprint go to at&t and get the iphone yes go or to uh Stay with Sprint and go get the Palm Pre.
1: Get get the iPhone. Yes, I see. Get the Palm Pre.
0: Really? <laughs>
1: yeah, because uh, Sprint's network's better than AT and T,
0: especially
1: their data network.
4: See, and that's what I've heard. I, I mean, just Sprint's customer service is horrible. Association um, fees. You, know, you, you know, you go and you talk talking to the store. No one knows, but so is AT and T. You know, but I just I just figured you know all the the switching over was gonna
1: be the only problem. But well here's here's the thing. Um the, the Spr- Sprint has that Sprint Everything plan. It's ninety nine dollars a month for unlimited everything. I think that's a much, much better deal than what ATT can provide. Uh I, I've played with the, the Palm Prix. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think it's a beautiful and elegant device. I like it a lot. The keyboard would take some getting used to this. it's a tiny keyboard. Well the thing but, is
4: I have the I have the Centro, you know, which no, was which their it's the exact same keyboard. The I've actually gotten to play with you know the the dummy unit that's not live, and I've right. the keyboard, and it's, it's pretty much the same thing. It's not the keys aren't as raised. So I thought you know I'm gonna actually know how to work on that keyboard if I got the pre.
1: But so do you? Do you have what? what what's your email? Do you use Gmail at all? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Well, when you set up the, the the pre, it asks for your Gmail username and password, and then syncs and sets up everything: Gmail, calendars, Google Docs, everything to the Palm Pre. Oh like,
4: yeah. See, I, I use all the Google services. I figure. Yeah. If oh. you
1: use all the Google services, the, the pre is built. It, it's almost like Android. It's it's built like to tap into all that stuff. So I, if it was me, and you're you're not already heavily invested into the iPhone. Um, Ecosystem, I would say get the Palm Pre. It you a know, removable battery, uh, keyboard. It's it's only got like 18 apps right now, but there's going to be more apps when the when the SDK comes out. Um, and I think it's a beautiful, elegant system. It's it's designed by a lot of the, the guys who left Apple, who worked on the original iPhone. So uh, your your best bet is really to to find, go to a, a Sprint store that has a real, live, working. Uh, you know where you can test the, the web OS because that's the big that that's you know ninety percent of the of it right there is is that web OS and it is beautiful it really really is
0: and and so that's Chris's opinion my opinion is that I just am- I cannot and, and I've I've actually had a pretty in my hand played with it for a very lengthy time over a weekend uh, at PodCamp Ohio and the there's just there's just uh, you know, the if it was version 1.0 of the software of the iPhone, I'd say absolutely. But when 2.0 came out and you have all the apps that you have on the iPhone, it's just, it's a game changer. Like my phone will get boring every now and then. Uh, and I just go through and, and spend 20 minutes browsing through the app store and with over a thousand free games at my fingertips at any minute in time, I download something and all of a sudden, boom, I'm immediately entertained or or uh occupied with something on my phone it's new and it's exciting and i love how much is there and and i recognize that there will be more applications on the palm pre but it's i I just have a hard time seeing it ever being the same as as how much is available in in the iphone format
4: do you you think the pre is just a solid number two
0: what's that yeah, yeah, oh, de- yeah! It's definitely a solid. Actually, I, I think it uh, the the Palm Pre, in my opinion, is a solid number two, and and I will tell you, lagging right behind the Palm Pre, and, and right well, actually, until the Palm Pre gets more applications, I would say the BlackBerry, uh, not the new cheesy ones, but the you know a, a good BlackBerry is number two, and the Palm Pre is right there in line with the BlackBerry. But I I do but I, I
1: think I think the BlackBerry OS is harder to use than the, the the Palm OS though.
0: Yeah, but it but the the for what the BlackBerry is and for push email that that thing's amazing. Yeah. But I will tell you though, I really do think that the Palm Pre is going to beat out the the uh, BlackBerry very quickly. Oh yeah.
1: And really, like I said before, the ninety nine dollars Sprint everything plan cannot be beat on AT and T just as far as the plan and data. You, you know what I mean. Um,
0: well, I don't know see my, Stephanie and I pay we, we pay $200 a month we have uh, 2100 minutes between the two of us and uh-huh. every month at, at we pay it's, it's like 198 is our cell phone bill and every month I, I'm on my phone all day long for business stuff and at the end of the month we still end up adding about 8 or 900 minutes to the rollover so we've got like 5000 rollover minutes or something yeah. And see,
4: me and my you, wife, we both have the Centro, and we both have unlimited text. You know, mobile to mobile, unlimited data. We you have,
0: know. we have all of that as well, and we're paying. And $198. Our, I think ours
4: is one one forty five, one forty six, something like that for our two phones. They are, are
1: like that. Yeah. So,
4: oh no, I, okay. I well, think, I appreciate you alls yeah, uh,
1: Just just basically play with both of them, and it's whatever you prefer to be. To be quite honest with you, one, one thing I will let you know if you do if you do have existing Palm applications that you want to use on the Palm Pre, the Palm Pre does come with a full-blown uh, Palm emulator, so you don't lose those applications. So if there's one or two things that you absolutely must have on your Palm, you know, that, that, that you're used to having on your Palm, you can use it on the Palm Pre. oh, so.
4: huh, That's interesting. I didn't know that, because I do have a couple of applications that are old-school yeah. All okay, well, right. Yeah, there's your a full-blown
1: palm print. No problem. And, and if you, well, whichever one you decide to get, let us know. And, and if you get the palm pre, I'd love to hear you know what you think of it.
0: Okay. All Very right. Cool. And we're gonna to take Tommy. Tommy's call real quick here. Tommy, go ahead with your call.
3: Hey, you hear me, Cliff? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm having a, tr- a little problem with um, my iPhone, and I have a iTunes account which I got back in the day when um, when I actually used AOL. So I signed in with an AOL account. <clears throat> or my AOL username. <clears throat> and the problem is, is when I go into certain things, like if I go into iTunes on my computer, it asks for my Apple ID and it says, is it a Mac ID or is it an AOL ID? Click AOL, put the username and everything works fine. Um, my phone, on the other hand, and this just started happening with the 3.0 software or the 3GS, I'm not sure which, but um, when I, about an hour after I sync with my computer it'll start asking for my username and password instead of stating what my username is and then just asking the password. Then when I put in my username and password, it says incorrect not valid, so on and so forth. So what I want to do is get a Apple ID, but I want to port over all my purchases and my you know, my whole purchase history from 2006 on into a new Apple ID. And I want to know uh. if that's possible.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you know the answer to that r- off the top of your head, Chris?
1: Uh, yeah, um, hold on, I'm looking here, if, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's easy, yeah, according to Apple, if you go to, here, I'll just put the link in the show notes, it's store.apple.com slash US slash help slash your underscore account, there's a, an option to change your Apple ID, um, and you can, you can edit your account information, I believe it'll tie all together, if not, there is a phone number that you can call, uh, Apple Store customer service, and and they can they can probably help you out. Um, what again, let me put that
3: I've called I've actually called Apple Care uh, at least three times today to tell you the truth. And they uh, what they keep pointing me to is, um, they basically say that I have to email and and every one of them gives me a different story. I haven't talked to anybody with superior intelligence over there yet today. But um, yeah. every one of them has given me. They basically say that I have to go into support and email. The iTunes, the iTunes supports. There is no phone support for it.
1: No, no. If you go to uh, uh, Apple's Store customer service, which is held which is done by a different group, completed in the uh, Apple Store or then the, the Apple Care okay. uh, support, will be able to help you. But if you go to that link, it looks like it's there's a, a way. If you go to uh, towards the bottom of of that, there is a a, a way to um, change your Apple ID. You just go to manage your account. And you should be able to change it. Okay, killer.
0: Alrighty, Tommy, thank you so much, and uh, folks, we're running out of time here, and uh, in fact, I'm going to have to go back in and, and edit a little bit down, uh, but that's cool. I, I think there will be plenty in there for me to chomp from. We want to say a special thank you to all of the new listeners out there on geeksradio.fm. You're listening to us on streaming uh, audio between the hours of 1 to 2 in the afternoon, and uh, actually, is it 1 to 2? Yeah, I think it is. Anyway. You're listening to us on the East Coast between one and three, somewhere in there, and then on the West Coast, three hours earlier than that. And if you want to catch us live, we record this every Monday evening at seven p.m. Eastern Time, and you can join us over at gspn.tv/live. And of course, if you want to download and check out some of our archived archived episodes, we have tons of them back there, and uh, you can find those over at helpigotamac.com. Chris, anything else you want to say before we go? Uh, Still haven't used my Apple
1: TV since last time we talked.
0: Oh, man. I used to be so excited about that thing. I know. I'm lame now. Oh, man. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.